This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. It's young Van Pugh, babe, live from Philly. Well, right now I'm in South Jersey, but come on, man. It's like 10 minutes across the bridge. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. The Nationals got that dub. Dub. And that's all I wanted, for them to at least win while I'm in the building, while I'm in the house. And they won while I was in the house yesterday, 6-4. Thank God. Because um, I thought it was going to be easy. I thought maybe it was going to be one of them 15-5 to type of games. But I started to worry once I found out that Trey Turner was taken out of the game after he scored in the first inning. I mean, first inning was great. I mean, come on. It's everything you could ever want. I mean, Turner got a hit. Soto got a hit. Josh Bell hit a three-run homer. But then... I mean, we all thinking, because Trey Turner has sort of an injury history. So, you know, okay, maybe it's his uh, hip or something. Maybe it's his, like, knee or something. No, he tested positive for COVID. And now he's in protocol, and we don't know when he's going to get out. We don't know if he's vaccinated or not. Great. Just great. I knew we were in trouble then. But thankfully, we got two more hits. They put Parr in the game, who did okay. He did okay. And Juan Soto hit another 3-1 homer. Juan Soto started off the game amazing. Two for three? I mean, he was two for two with a homer? Like, with a three-run homer? He was killing it. Boy, after that, we barely did anything after that. We didn't score any runs. Juan Soto out here striking out. Um... Par with another bad strikeout. It's just, you know, Tres Barrera did get a hit. I'll give him that. And Josh Bell was able to get on base. But it's just like, man, the offense just went south. And to be honest, that's expected because that's expected because it's just without since Schwarber got hurt, our offense just been struggling for the most part. For the most part. I mean, our offense has been up and down all year, to be honest, even with Schwarber. Remember, Schwarber didn't come out the gate all blazing hot anyway. It's just, you look at that lineup. It was, last night, it was without Turner. Alcides Escobar, Gerardo Parra, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Harrison, Tres Barrera, uh, Victor Robles, and then whoever was pitching after that. So, or, you know, you know, late in the game, like ninth inning, we had uh, Andrew... Andrew Stevenson come in for whoever was pitching. I think it was Sam Clay or or Wander Suero. And then Victor Robles got hurt. And then they put in they uh put in Ryan Zimmerman. I was hyped. Man, Ryan Zimmerman struck out. Offense was a joke. But thankfully the pitchers, the pitching staff that they paid so much money for came through. Because, okay, Eric Fetty just made Bryce Harper look like the second coming of King Griffey Jr. He made him look like the GOAT because uh, Bryce Harper was basically hitting for the cycle. But as soon as our bullpen came in, he he grounds out and he strikes out and he pops out. The bullpen was great. Bullpen was great. They They held on. Usually Wander Suero and Brad Hand 
are blowing the game. They saved us. They saved us this time. I mean, some of them, some of these errors, man. Some of these errors from yesterday was just, oh, my God. Carter Keeboom trying to throw it all the way to New Jersey on a routine um, out from third base. Carter Keeboom did not have a good game. I was like, okay, this guy's a triple-A player. The only reason he's on the team because of all these injuries and, you know, the Starling Castro thing. It's just, good Lord, man. All these people are out. Just think about it. Strasburg is now out for the season. Great. He's our arguably our best player. Arguably. I say he's like number three, but whatever. He's out. Schwarber's still out. Stalin Castro ain't coming back because of the domestic violence thing. Both of our starting catchers are out. This is like, this is like a damn near new team. And now Trey Turner's going to be out. Man... Nationals fans, just brace yourself because this is going to be tough. This is going to be very hard because we missing all these people. And then on top of that, Scherzer might get traded. You have got to be kidding me. So it's kind of a miracle. Well, it's not that much of a miracle, but it, it's it's a blessing that they won last night with all that going on. And the people who we usually can't count on came through last night and got that victory. And I was so happy. You know, I, I didn't I didn't throw it in their faces, but it was barely any Nationals fans there. And it, I was just so happy. I was I was so pumped. You know, I didn't go crazy, but I definitely had a big smile on my face. And I was walking with a, a pep on my step in my step. And now hopefully the Nationals can salvage something here with all those people missing, with all those people missing. But they did it. They were professionals. I'm proud of them. And hopefully Carter Keeboom improves because he doesn't have a hit and he's making these Aaron throws. And I'm just, I no one messes with that. Like, come on. He was the worst person on the field last night. Hopefully he gets it together. I mean, yeah, all this potential when he debuted and then the antennas raised when he didn't make the team in a prime year for him to make a team where we don't have no set third baseman. Like this was the year for him to make the team. And then he just didn't. Wow. And he ends up in triple a he's doing okay in triple a, but man, they, um, they're bringing in Luis Garcia from AAA once again. He's back and forth on our team. He's one of them type of players. Because Trey Turner is going to be out at least a week, bare minimum. It's just a shame, man. It's just a shame what's going on with the Nationals. The more these reports, man, these reports I'm hearing about Scherzer being traded. They might have some truth to them, and he just might be gone. He just might. Them whispers are getting louder. I keep hearing the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants. All those make sense because those are arguably the three best teams in the league, and they're all in the same division. So that makes sense. So we'll see what happens with that. I would love to have him stay in Washington, but if this is a sinking ship and they can get something for Scherzer, why not? Why not? 
But, you know, I always enjoy my time in Philly. That was a good win, and I got to go to the casino and check it out. Lost some money playing slots, but, you know, it's all about fun. I mean, $20 I can make back in, like, 30 minutes doing lift. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's fine, you know. What a trip. The Nats won. It's only their fourth win this month. And it's just, man, I I don't know what's going to happen from here because we're missing a lot of people and we're playing a lot of people that should be in AAA. I'm going to keep it real with you. <laughs> so this is where the pitching got to come through, even without Strasburg, even with Lester and Corbin struggling. The pitching has got to come through. The bullpen, if they can play like they did last night, oh, it's a wrap. Even even Kyle Finnegan got out of a jam. Like, them guys were spectacular. That's what they got to do from now until we can get some people back. And then hopefully we don't trade Scherzer and then we can make a legit run. I don't think the wild card is going to happen. But I don't think the Mets are all that, that they can just run away with the division. So we can make a run at this division if we can get enough people back. Why not? But for now, until we can get all them people back, well, damn, just brace yourself. Brace yourself because this might be a rough patch. I mean, it's already been pretty bad already. I mean, four wins in the month of July. Like, what is you doing? What are you doing? But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, so OU to the SEC is for real. It's serious. First, it started with a few little tweets. I mean, come on. Ever since 2011, you know how many conference realignment rumors and reports I've heard? You know how many times I've heard about OU possibly going to the Pac-12 and maybe the Big Ten and, oh, they're going to leave the conference? I mean, I've heard talk about this for a decade. I've heard about them adding teams to the Big 12. I've heard about this so many times. Yet, yet, you know, nothing ever happens until now. Listen, them few little tweets turn into serious reports from credible reporters or journalists. I was like, okay. It turned into the entire Sooner Nation talking about it. I was like, all right, we might be on to something. It turned into all the TV shows talking about it. I was like, okay, this is something serious. I was I was still kind of skeptical. I was like, there's no way. I was like, as much as we made fun of the SEC and just not being with them and being against them, there's no way. And then uh, the reports came out that the Big 12 was meeting and that the Big 12 was meeting with Texas and Oklahoma to discuss their future, I was like, okay, this is it's getting serious now. It's getting really serious. Then the hammer dropped. Texas and Oklahoma submitted like a joint letter saying that they were leaving the conference in 2025. And then the Big 12 Twitter officially, that's when it really d- was made official. On their official Twitter account, they were like, yeah. 
Texas and Oklahoma intend to leave the conference. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm just laughing because Oklahoma State's new president, who I had no idea who she was until all this happened. Apparently, she just started a month ago. I had no idea Oklahoma State was changing presidents. I mean, they, they got a female president, a cute one, of course. Um, But she is against it and blasted Oklahoma for their decision. Of course, she got the wrath of Sooner Nation. We all went after her. And Oklahoma State fans, of course, behind her 100%. And, you know, they're flexing their wins and their prowess in other sports that don't really matter. And we got to hear all that. I'm just entertained by it all. I'm entertained by all the reaction. It's just, and then all these people fantasizing about the matchups that OU and Texas will be in, what division they will be in, whether they're going to be East or West. I'm just soaking it all in. I'm just soaking it all in. Am I going to have that conference pride that the SEC usually has? No. (laughs) No, I'm not going to be chanting SEC. I'm not going to be bragging about the SEC every bowl season. I'm just not. I'm just, I'm going to just mess with my Sooners. If we win, we win. That's dope. It's fire. But I'm not going to be all gung-ho about, you know, bragging about the conference, how strong the conference are. Because we nice. We nice by ourselves. We can go independent if we want to. I'm just saying. But it, But shit is real. And another thing about this is they say 2025, but there's a lot of talk about a buyout. Like Oklahoma and Texas can buy out their media rights or whatever ties that ties them to the conference to 2025. They could buy that out. It's going to cost them a lot. It's going to cost them 70, 80 million dollars or more, but they can buy that out. Um, A lot of people expect them to do it. But we don't know if it's going to happen or not. One thing is for certain. OU and Texas are Big 12 for this season. And we're going to hear a lot of SEC chants. And yet, I doubt most of them teams are going to beat OU. Maybe Texas. Maybe Texas. Because, you know, they average like three or four losses a season. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but OU, no. No, 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 no. They're going to do all them SEC chants and trolls, but OU is going to come in and smack them around like they usually do, and they're going to be quiet. That's that's what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited about this SEC move. I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see how they fare against Alabama and LSU. I also, something that, I didn't really think about was the transcendence of conferences in college football to man, college football is just going to be an entity on its own. And it's just not even going to be in the NCAA. It's just going to be its own thing because these super conferences, if the sec gets Ohio state and Michigan, if the sec gets like USC or something, if the US, if the, if the SEC gets Notre Dame, it's over. 
it might as well just break away from the NCAA and just do their own thing. I don't know how that's going to work out for basketball and baseball and all them other sports, but football could definitely do that. And it looks like, yeah, college football is changing because it's just this is so much money. They're making so much money. They could do whatever they want. Like, real talk. But my Sooners, listen, this an Oklahoma State fan said, you're the little brother now because you're not going to beat LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. And I'm like, look at our history. We're better than all of them teams except Alabama. And even Alabama is a more recent phenomenon. So it's like, like recent as in the last 15 years or so. There was a time where we were better than Alabama. And honestly, before Nick Saban, you can argue that we were either on the same level or better than Alabama. I say we were better. So I ain't trying to hear it. We're not going to be the little brother. We're going to hold our own. And we might even take over the conference with them SEC recruits. Are you kidding? All them recruits on defense we were losing just because we were in the Big 12 and not putting enough pros and putting enough defensive players in the pros. Now we get them, and now you're in trouble. It is a wrap. So... Here we go. It might be 2025 at the latest, but 2022 at the earliest. All I know is OU Texas to the SEC is happening soon, and OU versus Texas in October is likely to continue. And we also get Texas, Texas A&M back. And also we get that OU-LSU rematch a lot sooner than 2032 or whenever we were supposed to play them um (laughs) we get that a lot sooner we get ou alabama a lot sooner we get ou georgia a lot sooner and i'm excited because we got to get all them teams back all right uh see two more things the olympics all right the simone Biles thing so It's either you think she quit and she's soft or you think she's courageous and brave because she's willing to not compete. She's willing to not compete and do what she loves and and put on for her country for her own mental health. And that's hard to do. But it's like I have no problem with her prioritizing her mental health. That's what a lot of us should do. That's the that's one of the hardest parts of adulthood, bro. Like worrying about your mental health. That's the part of adulthood that's been just awful. Just well not like awful, but it's just something that's just been a struggle. That's the part of adulthood that they don't really talk about when you're growing up. Or maybe it's just how you look at it. <clears throat> I think if you really struggle with it, you'll understand, you'll empathize. But if you don't, you have a whole different mindset towards it. You're not going to understand and you're going to see it as quitting because 
if it's not a legit injury that makes you physically unable to perform as an athlete, you should be able to perform, especially for your country, at the biggest stage. A lot of these people don't even watch gymnastics. I haven't seen a single gymnastics event. All these Olympic events, I haven't watched a single gymnastics event. But, you know, people still go and comment on it. Clay Travis and Jason Whitlock is on the, is in the camp of they think she's soft and she's quit. She quit and she's not really an American. Well, she is, but she just let her country down. And then there's people like, I don't know, Brandon Marshall or basically most of the female reporters on Twitter that just believe she's courageous and still the GOAT. See, it's it's very GOAT level. It's very GOAT level of her to say, I'm going to take some time for my mental health and not do the team competitions, the individual competitions. But guess what? I'm still the GOAT. No, she didn't say that verbatim. But a lot of people said it for her. She's still considered great, even though she's going through a rough patch in her life right now and half the country don't even like her just because she did this and she just they just put her in the category with all the other quote-unquote woke people that just don't just don't want to represent their country basically (laughs) but you know i'm fine with what simone biles did you you got to be if you really someone that struggles with mental health and then she does gymnastics like if she's not in the right mindset to do gymnastics she might mess up and seriously injure herself and her team got silver her her team still got silver even with her being out of the competition it's fine she's still got a lot of, of gold and she still has done great things and she's younger than me so she can come back in the next olympics and make y'all remember why she still the goat. On God. That's what it is, man. That's that goat level mindset. No matter what, I'm still the goat. I'm still the best. I'm still gonna body you. Don't forget. Don't forget who daddy is. Or in her case, who mama is. I'm just saying. <laughs> so there's gonna be a lot of people who have a problem with it. I don't. And a lot of prominent figures don't. But I'm not going to jump on anyone's neck that that don't agree with what she's doing. It's just, it just is what it is. She'll be back. She'll be fine. I just want her to be at her best mentally and emotionally and physically. Uh, If you're a fan of her, you should want that. I want that for everybody. Because we're, we're right mentally then we could do some amazing things. We're human beings and we got big brains and we can be creative and just always make the world a better place. And that's that's what I want. That's what I want for her. That's what I want for you and this everybody else. On God. <laughs> All right, I'm going to end with this. No, no hypothetical game of the episode. Short episode, short episode. Aaron Rodgers. This thing is finally over for now, for now. He reports to camp exactly how I knew he was going to do. I knew he was going to report to camp 
all this hoopla misinterpreting his subliminal actions. We don't even know what he's really unhappy about. Is it just the Jordan Love thing? Is it the other? Is it other stuff we don't know about? It's just a bunch of nonsense that barely has anything to do with football. And it's like, whatever, he still came to camp. Uh, Apparently, they worked out a deal that will make it easier for him to leave the next season. I'm just like, man, he's still there and the team is still together. They're going to have a great camp. They're going to come out the gates bodying people. They're going to be there in the end. Either they're going to make the Super Bowl or they're going to be back in the conference championship. They're, they're taking on the last last dance theme, which means after this, this could be it for Rodgers and Adams and a, a lot of other people on that team. So they're going to try to win it all. We'll see what happens. In the NFC, you still got to worry about Brady. You never can count out Seattle. The Rams got a lot of good pieces. Just the whole NFC West is crazy. You got to worry about them. The Vikings got a little bit better. The Bears, you might not have to worry about them this year, but their defense is still vicious. In the NFC East, like, whoever comes out of that, you can't sleep on them. Washington got a crazy pass rush that will chase Aaron Rodgers around, even though I think the Packers are way better than them and will blow them out. Still, that could be a tough matchup. You got to worry about the Cowboys, who offense is sick. You got to worry about the Giants, who are underrated, the Eagles, who are underrated. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of competition. It's a lot of competition, for sure. And... Yeah, it's not going to be easy. But I think they have the team to climb the mountain and make it to the Super Bowl. I I think so. I'm not the biggest fan of Aaron Rodgers, but I respect him, and he's really good. And they were really close last year, and they were the best team last year in the NFC. It's just that the Bucks did just enough to beat them. And they matched up well with them. They beat them twice. So there you go. Let's see what happens. But Rodgers is in camp. And now all this, like, how many times have I seen Undisputed, first things first, um, speak for yourself, and all these other shows talk about Aaron Rodgers and is he going to be there? What does he mean by this? Now we can just get to football. How are they going to do on the football field? That's what matters now. All that other stuff we can revisit in the offseason. I got to see it to believe it. But right now, playing football. So all that nonsense, we can dead that now. He's not getting traded. He's not getting traded. He wasn't going to retire. He came right back to the Packers. And now we can just see what happens. I think they'll be fine. And I think they're going to win the NFC North. So, you know. That's the show, and you already know that I'm out. Peace. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.